Good evening. I'm Coach Eric Varner with the Fort Payne Wildcats, and we're here at Jefferson's for Jefferson Sport Talk. This week, we've taken a little break from the traditional setup at Jefferson Sports Talk, and we're hosting our first ever Jefferson's Parking Lot Pep Rally. We have the band here. We've got the cheerleaders here and tons of community support here. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with a great lineup of guests with Coach Chris Elmore and the Players of the Week. Welcome to Builder Supply Company, your trusted partner for all your construction and home improvement needs. At Builder Supply, we're more than just a store. We're your neighbors, friends, and fellow community members. From high quality lumber to the latest power tools, we have everything you need to bring your visions to life. Our experts are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect solutions for your project. Builder Supply Company, your building partner, your community, your success. Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Wildcats! Jefferson Sports Talk. Coach, what a scene we've got here tonight. Um, this, is, this is what high school sports is all about. When the community shows up uh, and support the team as the head coach of this program, this has to make you extremely excited to see everybody show up tonight. Yeah, I mean, first of all, thanks to Mr. Black and Jefferson's for putting this on. I mean, this is awesome. Uh, never thought it would be something like this. Uh, thanks to our band and our cheerleaders for coming out. 
Um, this is just a cool event and proud of, and I'm happy for our players because they've worked so hard to, to get to this point, uh, to still be playing uh, at this point in the season. And so uh, great for them to be able to enjoy this and, uh, and hopefully get us, uh, get us in the right frame of mind for tomorrow night. Now, I know at one point we've talked about this. We were 3-3 three and three on the bus ride home from Huntsville. Getting ready for a second-round playoff game was probably the last thing on your mind, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, at that point, we're just trying to trying to figure out how do we how do we get this thing back going the right direction. I felt like I, we, I felt like I personally had failed the team. Felt like I had not prepared them for that league game like we wanted to, to prepare them. Uh, felt like we had done some things that uh, had put us in a spot that maybe we couldn't recover from. Um, but our kids wouldn't allow that to happen. They showed back up the following Monday uh, and went back to work. Uh, we got some help from from Buckhorn by beating Lee. Uh, and got ourselves back in in position to host a playoff game, and then uh, and then we're able to take care of business last week. But uh, yeah, to to be where we were three and three, uh, coming back on that trip, uh, to be sitting here seven and four, uh, and really have played some really good football the last three or four weeks of the season, um, is a credit to our players and our assistant coaches. I tell them all, I I get way too much uh, credit when things go good, and, and probably way too much blame when they go bad. It's it's our assistant coaches and our players that get it done. And uh, if they had not uh, done what they've done the last several weeks, we wouldn't have got where we need to be. Now, I mean, we, we've got to talk about the Rosie play. I think everybody here would be upset if we didn't. Um, the last time I looked from our social media account to James Spann's social media account to, to Max Preps, to, we had a group that picked us up yesterday and, and we're, you know, putting it out on their social media. It is blowing up. They were over, I mean, hundreds of thousands of times uh, has that play been viewed on social media accounts. I don't think you ever imagined that was going to happen when you called that play. No, I was going to ask, has anybody seen any good trick plays lately? Has anybody seen one? Um, we need to, we need, I don't know how we're going, I don't know how we're going to top that one. Um, you know, we put it in and again, ironically, we put it in the week of the league game and, and all I could think about going back from the league game was what an idiot I am for putting in trick plays that week. Cause we obviously weren't ready to play. Um, but obviously it worked out all in the end. I mean, it was uh, a play that, uh, we've run before we've ran it a couple of years ago, not necessarily that style. We added the, the, the Kansas city chiefs huddle, uh, for just a little bit of distraction. And uh, if you go back and watch that play and really watch the details, again, it's our kids executing all the little fine points of the play. It's, it looks like kids just running around in a circle, but there was a rhyme and a reason why they did that and how they broke the huddle and where they broke the huddle and how they shifted and the pace they shifted and where guys were lined up and all that stuff had to be done exactly right or the play wouldn't have worked. And so, again, our, our, those 11 kids out there did a great job of executing the play. And, uh, you know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, but that one worked, and that was a big big point in the game for sure. Yeah, now I know you've, you've mentioned it has the Kansas City Chiefs element, and I know you've got another element uh, from the play that you got from a different team. Um, but what was it about that moment that you said, this is the right time to call this play? Well, that's a great question. Coach Thomas actually brought it up in the, in the huddle. We had a timeout. I was kind of thinking two-minute uh, situation, and I wasn't really thinking about that play, but it was the perfect area for it. It was inside the 15. Uh, that We always think that's a kind of a, a what we call a low red zone play. And late in the half, that didn't know if they would be thinking for that kind of play. You would probably never think about a trick play that late in the half. And so uh, when he suggested, I thought it was a great play uh, suggestion, and we called it. And as soon as I called it, the kids were – excited and so once I knew they were excited I felt pretty good about us executing the right way 
Yeah, that's for sure one of the loudest I've, 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 heard, I've heard the stands this year as soon as we started going the circle. But, you know, going back to that game, you know, at this point of the year, obviously the competition is going to step up every week. Uh, we, we've talked about Morva Jordan came in as 8-2. and two. They were red hot. They had scored a lot of points, had not given up many points on defense. But, you know, we had kind of said maybe our best football is still out in front of us. Do you think last Friday night was probably the most complete performance maybe this team's had this year? Yeah, I think, you know, I really think the last – the last three or four weeks has been pretty good. It's been – there's certain nights where certain sides of the ball maybe did a little bit better than others, but, I, you know, had somebody tell me that has uh, seen a lot of football here at Fort Payne in the last 40 years, uh, Mr. Land, who films our games, said he felt like it's the best three-game stretch he's seen in Fort Payne in a long time. And and maybe he's biased, but I, I kind of agree with that. The last the last three weeks have been, uh, have been really incredible to watch our kids play. And, um, you know, they put it all together last week and – you know, at a big time, you had to play, got to play well in the playoffs, and I thought uh, I thought they did, and it was a, it was a big time for it. Now we've talked about um, the the role of Carter Blaylock over the last few weeks and how he has stepped up. Unfortunately, went down with the injury um, last week. You know, because we had, we've we've kind of stolen Caden from offense and put him on defense, Caden Dubose, and so Carter just had to step up in that role. Uh, but when he went down, we we really had no choice but to turn to Caden. And man, what a performance he had! Talk to us a little bit about how um, he kind of just took the game over a little bit himself Friday night. Yeah, of course. You know, I've told Caden since he's in the ninth grade, really maybe even the seventh grade. I remember that he, I remember seeing him in the spring training of his seventh grade year, uh, just how good a player he could be and how special he was and. Um, he did it throughout junior high, and he's done it the last three years. And, and we did. He, he wanted to play more defense this year, and we felt like it helped our team for him to play more defense this year, so that's what he's done. But he's never lost his ability at running back. And, uh, and when we needed him in a big moment when Carter went down, he, he didn't hesitate at all, and he was ready for the moment. And uh, I told him when he came off after that last touchdown that, you know, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time situations. And he lived up to that quote, and uh, it was a great performance. And uh, there's some of those runs, when you look at them on film, it's – it's impressive because we're not necessarily blocking everybody. He's just making guys miss, and uh, and that's just him you know, being a great football player. And it was a it was a big moment to, to make those plays for sure. One group we don't get to talk a lot about is the offensive line. We, you, you know, you just mentioned uh, Caden's performance the other night. Um, you know, this, this offense is back to scoring 40 points a game. They've been extremely fun to watch all year long. You know, and. And they've, they've set multiple, you know, school records on the offensive side of the ball. But none of that could happen. None, none, of the, none of the passes, none of the big runs could happen without those guys. They, they've really gelled and become a, a pretty good unit for us. They really have. It's, it's, it's a bunch of really good kids that, that practice hard each week. And we, we kind of challenged them after the Cherokee County game. We did some good things against Cherokee County, but we felt like we gave up some, some stuff in pass protection and, uh, and weren't able to, to finish some drives. And so we challenged those guys to really come out this past week and just be aggressive. That was the kind of the motto all week. Just if you make a mistake, be aggressive. And uh, and they, they followed that to heart and uh, really had a great game and uh, were physical, were tough. They, they got after the other team the whole night. We really only had one situation where we had a pressure all night. And uh, and then obviously we had over 350 yards rushing. So anytime you do that, the offensive line's playing great. But they had a, they had a great night for sure. And uh, and had they not done that, we would have been in, been in a bind. But it was, a, it was a great performance by all those guys. On the defensive side of the ball, we've talked about how all year, all year long those guys have continually gotten better. Um, we knew going into that game that they had an explosive quarterback, an explosive running back uh, that we were going to have to stop. You know, one of the main focuses going into the game was to keep the quarterback bottled up, not let him, uh, you know, get those home run balls. And, and for the most part, we did. We had two uh, interceptions that were big at the time. So that that's, that group is another unit that's kind of progressively gotten better as the year has gone on. Yeah, I mean, though, uh, you know, obviously no, nobody uh, – 
everybody wanted to have all the answers, you know, four or five weeks ago when we, we were struggling and coming back from. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but all those guys did and all our coaches did was just go back to work and fix the problems. And we just kept trying to fix problems. We kept trying to get better at tackling, kept trying to get better at fitting our, our defense the correct way. And uh, those guys continually improved. And uh, like you said, just a big performance last week. Because Morgan Jordan scored a lot of points on a lot of people. And uh, and although we gave up a few plays here and there, for the most part all night, we did a good job of controlling field position. And, uh, and like you said, forcing two big turnovers. And anytime you force two turnovers in a playoff game, feel like you got a chance to win so another big performance by our defense for sure yeah coach thank you for helping us recap the Mormon Jordan game if you'll stick around for a few minutes we'll come back we'll revisit with you talk about the huge matchup uh, tomorrow night Players of the week, Caden DuBose, Lou Patton, and Hayden Presley. Guys, welcome to Jefferson Sports Talk Pep Rally Parking Lot District. Caden, man, for a guy who says that he doesn't really enjoy playing running back, you sure are really, really good at it. Um, you know, last week, or two weeks ago, you were the defensive player of the week. This week, you're standing here as the offensive player of the week. What an exciting time for you to be able to contribute to this team on both sides of the football. That's got to mean a lot to you. Yes, sir, it does. I'm really excited to uh, be one of the few guys on the team that's able to showcase my talents on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Now, I know coming out of half, we got the ball. You know, Coach Elmore has been taking the ball at the start of the game. Last week, he deferred to the second half, and we came out, and you might have had the biggest run of the year. Uh, you changed the momentum of the game or set the tone, really, for the second half. And Dax told me over the weekend, he said, Caden, uh, when we broke the huddle, he said, Dax, watch this. I got something for him. And, man, did you. Um, what had you seen from the game so far that gave you the confidence that you were going to be able to set the tone in that run at that moment? Uh, I seen that the defense was concerned about the uh, trips, and I knew once I got past the linebackers, all I had to make was one guy miss, and that's something I'm confident in doing. Now, tomorrow night is going to be a big night, you know, where we go over to Muscle Shoals. Again, you're going to be asked to, to be a big part of the defense, uh, to obviously get inserted right back in the starting running back role. So you know you got a big task ahead of you. What is kind of your mindset going into this week, and how excited are you to get on the field tomorrow night? Uh, just 
Just excited for another opportunity and another game. Absolutely. Congratulations. Luke, congratulations on being the Defensive Player of the Week this week. Now, I know, you know, going into last week's game, Omar Jordan is pretty explosive. You're the, you're kind of the quarterback of the defense. Um, how excited were you guys, you that we showed up and played really, really well Friday night? Uh, I mean, uh, it was just, we've been finally, we put it together these last couple of weeks, and I was just excited to put us up against a great offense and see how we matched up, and, well, we showed up. We did, we did. Hey, I'll say this. You know, your position uh, at free safety is kind of like the quarterback on offense. Everybody notices you. You're not caught up in the commotion on the line of scrimmage. You know, you don't kind of get lost in the play. Everybody knows when Luke Patton makes a good play and when Luke Patton makes a bad play. And so going into that, and we ask you to do so much that a lot of people don't understand, from lining us up to mentally getting everybody, you know, set and, and on the line of scrimmage from the pass coverage, a lot of goes into it. So what is your mindset preparing during the week as you know you've got that role but you've also got the spotlight of hey everybody's going to see what i do uh well i mean you just i mean it comes down to pre preparation how well you prepare is how well you perform and uh i mean it is what the more you prepare the better you're going to perform and you just got to know that i mean sometimes you're going to make the play and sometimes you're not and it's all about making the next play and not worrying about the last one that's a great attitude right there great quote yeah <laughs> now now, we've had some struggles on defense, you know, especially early part of the year. We were struggling on the defensive side of the ball, but we, as we talked about, we've gotten a lot better over the course of the season. Now, Friday night was maybe one of the most complete games in the biggest moment uh, in your stadium, home playoff game. How much fun did you guys have Friday night, Bill, to put that performance together? Well, I mean, uh, playoff games are big always, but when you put a, you know, you play your best when it matters the most, I mean, that's got to that's gotta mean the most. Like, And Friday night was a great celebration after Great fan support, and it was just a great night. Absolutely. Congratulations, Luke, and great performance. All right, we're joined now with uh, Hayden Presley. Hayden, congratulations on your performance last week and being here tonight representing the defense. We kind of doubled up on the defensive uh, players of the week this week. Now, one thing that uh, some people might not know, a tradition that's gone on in Fort Payne for a long time, when you win your seventh game um, as a senior at the banquet, uh, you get your black jersey. And so for you guys to get win number seven in a playoff game at home had to be really, really special. Oh, it was, and I was so glad that we didn't have to remember our whole football career on a white jersey. Absolutely. You always have the black one to remember that. And so we've talked about how, how you know, the, the D-line was really tasked with stopping the run last week, then bottling up the quarterback when he ran. You had one of the biggest plays of the night. Uh, on fourth down, you got a big sack. The place goes crazy when, when you make that play. You you get up, you see the reaction from your teammates, the coaches on the sideline, and the stands. At that moment, as a senior coming off that field, uh, at you know, when you've made that play, really special? Oh, it was real special. and I think that's the loudest I've ever heard it playing there. I actually heard the fans. Well, it was a big-time play, so if there was ever a time to cheer, that was the, that was the time to do it. Now, we go into tomorrow night uh, facing a very explosive Muscle Shoals team. Uh, again, really tasked with stopping the run. They're, they're run heavy. Um, what have you seen from them as you study film, as you've gone through practice this week, that you know you're going to have to be ready for? And then how have you prepared yourself to, uh, for the physical game tomorrow night? Uh, we prepared really well, and I think all we got to do is attack the fast guys. And I think we'll win the game. Great job. Great attitude. 
Guys, thank you very much for joining us, and congratulations again. We're going to take a, a short commercial break. We'll be back with Coach Chris Elmore to talk about the game tomorrow night. Welcome to Builder Supply Company, your trusted partner for all your construction and home improvement needs. At Builder Supply, we're more than just a store. We're your neighbors, friends, and fellow community members. From high-quality lumber to the latest power tools, we have everything you need to bring your visions to life. Our experts are always ready to assist you in finding the perfect solutions for your project. Builder Supply Company, your building partner, your community, your success. community and the love for the game that's what Southern Properties and Wildcat football are all about at Southern Properties we don't just sell homes we support dreams rooted in Fort Payne just like you Southern Properties is your local real estate partner utilizing cutting-edge technology we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting join us in celebrating the community spirit support Wildcat football with Southern Properties from Southern Properties Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. Uh, we're here with the parking lot pep rally edition. I'm joined now with Coach Chris Elmore, and we're going to talk about tomorrow night's matchup. Coach, as the playoff system set up, it's obviously a process of elimination. And so every week, the opponent's going to get better and better. You know, you, you've told the team this week, we are one of the um, eight remaining 6A teams in the northern part of Alabama. Anytime you're practicing into mid to late November, um, it, it's a good sign. It's got to be an exciting time to be a Fort Payne Wildcat. Yeah, it is. Like I said earlier, I mean, you know, when, when you think about it, there's probably 400 schools in the state of Alabama that play football, and, and we're down to 104 in all classifications. And like you just said, just eight in the north and 6A, and to be one of those eight is, is a great honor. And you know, the thing I'm probably the most proud of, mother, we talked about being being tough all the time. We talked about being tough players and tough kids. And, and, and what most people probably don't know and the people that maybe if you didn't play the game or you don't coach the game, you don't understand what some of these guys are, are going through on a weekly basis just to get ready to play. And I, I won't name any names, but we got a lot of guys that have got a lot of, a lot of little injuries that are really bothering them. Uh, that they just keep showing back up every day, keep getting treatment, and keep finding a way to, to get themselves ready to play every Friday night. And that's, that's uh, I, we can't tell you how much we appreciate that because if you don't have tough kids, it's hard to have a very good football program. You get, it's a tough game. It's played by tough young men. Uh, and we've got a lot of tough ones, and we're, we're real proud of them to still be playing right here late November. I think when I look that Fort Payne has played Muscle Shoals only one time. And so this is an opponent that not people, not people around here aren't very familiar with. But um, for people that know football, uh, that's a pretty elite 
football program um, in the northwest corner of this state. Uh, what have you learned about this team as you studied them on film and talked to other coaches um, from across the, their opponents this year? Well, I mean, the thing that jumps out on film, and we tell the kids this today when we, we got done with practice, the thing that we're going to have to adjust to the quickest tomorrow night is the speed of the game. They, they're, they're as fast a team maybe as we've seen all year, and that's what uh, Coach Gross at Athens told me after, and this is before we even played, uh, he said it was the fastest team he'd ever coached against. And, and looking on film, you kind of see that. But, uh, you know, when they're 9-0, and and, and when, anytime you play somebody that's, that's or excuse me, they're 10-0 now, but anytime you play somebody that, that just plays nine regular season games, that kind of tells you how good a team they got because they didn't do that for a reason. They, that means they couldn't find enough people to play. Uh, and then when you have a hard time finding games, that means you're pretty good. And they've had a good team for a long time and made it all the way to the semifinals last year. And, and they've been a perennial team that's in the second, third, fourth round each and every year. And uh, uh, Coach Bazin does a great job with those guys. And they're, they're a tough team. They're tough. They're physical. They're fast. They're very well coached. Uh, but everybody that's left is. And I think that's what we told our players. It's you're not going to have a game uh, in, in 6A in the playoffs right now in, the, in these last three or four weeks where there is a bad team. Everybody's good. And so uh, that's kind of what we try to say all week is we've got a good football team too. Uh, they've got a great one, and we just got to go over there and play the best we can play and see what happens. Now, as with every game, we know there are certain guys that we're going to focus on from the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Who are those guys that's kind of jumped off film this week for you that, that you've noticed from them? Well, their, their quarterback and both their running backs are, are very fast and very elusive, and uh, they do they do a good job of trying to get them in space, and um, and that's where they've you know made the most of their success all year is getting those two guys, those three guys in space, uh, and when they do that, they're able to make a lot of plays, and then. Uh, defensively, very good in the secondary. You know, you, you, you hope when you turn on the film and you watch an opponent, maybe you see some fundamental flaws in the secondary. Maybe you can take advantage of some uh, poor coverage or, or maybe undisciplined eyes or whatever. But they're very disciplined in the secondary, very fast, do a good job covering. Uh, so, you know, we're, you know, that's what we told the offense all week. It's not going to be, it's not going to be tricks or gimmicks this week. We've got to line up and execute our plays and we've got to be able to block the guys in the box and we've got to be able to run good routes and we've got to be able to throw and catch. Uh, and then defensively, we got to line up and read keys and defeat blocks and tackle. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's what playoff football is. There's not, there's not tricking anybody. There's not confusing anybody. You got to block, you got to tackle. Uh, and we're going to have to do it tomorrow and tonight the best we've done it all year. But, like we, our kids have we've said all week, but we've got that opportunity, and, and, and we're, we're very you know thankful that we've got that opportunity. Now we just got to go make the most of it. Now, Mr. Jett is uh, let school dismiss at 1 o'clock on Friday, so we can get people. They've got no excuse not to be there. Uh, the community's excited. You know, Fort Payne, it, you know, we've been to the first round a lot, and to get to the second round and a chance to keep on advancing is, is something that this community is really excited about. You can kind of see the support here tonight um, and see how excited the community is, but it's going to be huge for people to – I know it's, it's, it's not a short drive, but it's going to be huge for people to take that trip with us over there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's two and a half hours when you factor in traffic through Huntsville. It's probably a three-hour drive. But, uh, you know, they've got a great stadium. Uh, they've got a great campus. And, and like I said, I think they'll have a big crowd. They're used to playing this time of year. They're used to winning in November. So I think they'll have a huge crowd and hope we have a big crowd as well. And, uh, you know, it's just it's, – it's really what, to me, what I told the kids several weeks ago, you don't play – football to, to play, you know, games in, in September, October. You play them to play in the mid-November, and that's where we are. And uh, uh, like you said, I don't think we've had a, a, a second-round road playoff game in over a decade. So to be back in that situation with a chance to go uh, on the road and compete in the second round is a great opportunity, and I know our, our kids and our coaches are excited for it. Absolutely. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight, guys. Best of luck tomorrow night.
We, we really do. We hope everybody makes the trip with us. But if you can't, you can always tune in to FPTV along with NFHS. Uh, Mr. Black and his crew will stream that for you. But we encourage you to get out. Follow us over there. Come support these guys. And hopefully we'll be back next week doing the same thing right here at Jefferson's.